Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast Psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast Psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. We are living in some really uncertain times right now, Pete. Would you agree? Uh, well, haven't we always? <laughs> well, I, I'm there glad goes said, my zen. No, I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it because uh, that's also what I've I've been saying. So you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, I start I started that way because you know that's I'm I'm hearing that phrase a lot. Yeah. Like we're living in uncertain times. I'm hearing yeah. it. You know, in my personal life. And I'm guess hearing- what? You didn't even pay me for that. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't. We just had a little, you know, we just had a little ESP there. So, That's right. yeah. So, well, so people are, people are saying, you know, the, they, they, you know, they, as you I sound like my people. mom. Yeah. Well, well, I always tease people when they say, they say this, I'm like, who is they? Who's that? But I, I'm going to, I'm going to use it right now as well. They in yeah. quotes are saying that we're living in uncertain times and, and yeah. you responded by saying, uh, aren't we always? That's right. So, I, I agree with that. Now, I'm wondering if you could, um, in talking about uncertainty today and, and yeah. the topic of, of this podcast, what do you mean by that? Let me bring in the East. How's that, Let's, Nikki? Yeah, bring, bring in the East. Because yeah. you have to bring in the West. I, yes. this, the whole idea behind Buddhism is that nothing is certain, nothing, yeah. is, nothing is permanent. Yeah. So really, it's about the evolution of existence, essentially. Yeah. Like everything is constantly changing. So I'll give you one example is as I work with like triathletes, they'll say like they have the predictables and the unpredictables. Mm. So things like shoelaces, or um, a, a spare tube for their tire is a predictable, and the only predictable is like the weather. And right. I say to them, "Well, your extra set of shoelaces can also." Yeah, tear. <laughs> that's yeah. right. So no matter, right. <laughs> like you know, so there's really in 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 the in the Buddhist sort of perception in the Eastern world, there there is no predictable, unpredictable. Everything just is. Yeah. Well, and I think this is as I've said many times on this podcast. This this, in my opinion, beautiful. Uh, uh, marriage complement team partnership teamwork between um, Eastern spiritual traditions and Western behavioral science is that in in Western behavioral science we we also acknowledge actually right. that there's no um, certainty um, about what's going to happen uh, because we're really interested in Western behavioral science in in facts and data and the thing I always say is that there's there's only one thing that we know about the future. It's that that we don't know what it is. It's uncertain. (laughs) You know, I say like that. That's the only known. The known is like we don't um, we don't know what's going to happen. And I I actually, you know, of course, this aligns with mindfulness. uh, Say to patients very concretely, you never know what's on the other side of this moment. That's right. Ever like you can we can make educated guesses. And I think what your you know triathletes are saying is that based on probabilities, right. That is really what they're saying. We can make educated guesses, right. um, and educated guesses, probabilities are not certainties. And I think that's really hard for people to actually uh, integrate or understand. Yeah, it, it is because I think many of us, especially like in the Western world, we have everything planned. Yeah, you know? like we, and, and I think I get excited when I work with somebody who gets derailed. Yeah, because I think the derailment is a time to press reset. Mm-hmm. I think back in the day, it wasn't like Control Alt Reset or something on the computer. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that still works. But this- <laughs> it, 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 not on a Mac though. I think no, don't yeah. don't do that on a Mac. I think that's. Think but like, do that in life, right? I mean, I yeah. think, isn't that nice? I mean, I've had people who were so focused on, okay, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be an accountant, or I'm going to be a mm-hmm. principal, and and then they arrive and they're like, wait, that wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. 
Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you know, it's, we talk about this in our perfectionism episode, right? Yeah. That human brains are really wired for this linear type yes. of thinking. And yes. that also lends itself to this illusion yeah. of, uh, and story that we, we know how things are going to turn out. Right. And, you know, you know, for Pete and I as, as psychologists, our job again is to help people uh, connect with uh, reality as it is, which is also part of mindfulness. And the only reality about the future that we keep coming back to is you don't you don't know it. We don't That's we don't right. know what it is. And and that um, you know I think what you're highlighting, Pete, is ultimately that can be a, a very freeing experience, right? That we I see, think it's right? so freeing. Yeah. It is. It, though initially it doesn't feel free for most people. It feels terrifying, right? Yeah. Well, because, why do you think that? Well. Couple reasons. So glad glad you asked. <laughs> glad you asked. Uh, uh, so uh, well, first reason is obviously that there's a letting go of control, right? Yeah. So human brains, we really like to problem solve things, you know, because problem solving works in a lot of situations, and you know, we think we can like problem solve the future. We can figure it out, and if we, you know, can problem solve it and control it, oh, then our brains tell us everything's going to be great. If we're not going to be, be great. Un- yeah. we'll yeah. never be uncomfortable, right? Oh, Which is, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, uh, it would be delightful. And as we've also said many times <laughs> this podcast, not not possible if not you're going to be, be alive on this planet. That's right. Um, but the other reason is, and this is uh, back to dorky evolutionary uh, psychology here that um, human brains are actually wired to interpret uncertainty as danger. Mm. And this is something I love to share with patients. Uh, you know, I love to, as I've said before, to tr- time travel 40,000 years <laughs> right yeah, now. I'm going to hear this too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. So I'm going to borrow it. <laughs> you, you, prob- you probably already say this, but maybe, maybe you don't say it in this way. So, you know, it's if we're, you know, Pete and I are, are cave people and we're out looking for berries. And I've said this before, there's a rustling in the bushes. And that's that rustling is an uncertain, ambiguous, unknown stimulus, right? We don't know yeah. what's causing it. Like it might be a saber-toothed tiger, right? It might uh-huh. be the wind. Okay. Evolutionary psychologists basically say it was better to be safe than sorry <laughs> and assume that that unknown uh, cause of that rustling in the bushes was a saber-toothed tiger because why, Pete? What would that do? Well, then you're alive. Then you're alive, right? <laughs> then you're alive. You're going to run and get out of there and you you're stay alive. You're alive for another day. Yeah, you're alive for another day. And we pass those genes forward. So, you know, again, humans that, uh, prehistoric humans that didn't make that assumption, they're not our ancestors. They got eaten sometimes. Those That's genes right. didn't get passed forth, right? Yeah. So, we, it was really adaptive to assume that when something's unknown, it's a saber-toothed tiger. And I tell people, look, that that carried forward, right? So what's always unknown? Uh, what's in other people's brains? What other people are thinking? Yeah. What's happening outside this room? You know, like if you what you can't see, like what's happening down the hall or whatever, and the future. Yeah. And your brain is going is hardwired to assume that all of those unknowns are saber-toothed tigers. That's something catastrophic. So that's what's happening now, I guess, with uncertainty in general, is that people feel they just can't see out of it. Yeah, well, well, they, well, they, they they're trying see, to see out they, of it. They see saber-toothed tigers. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They see, yeah. so it's like, what's going to happen? And the brain's like, saber-toothed tigers, like we're going to be in the pandemic forever, or you know, I'm never. It doesn't even have to be the pandemic, right? It could be, I'm never going to find, I'm never going to find a romantic partner. Right. I'm never going to have a career that's fulfilling. I'm, I'm never, never going to get on a plane again. I'm never going to get on a plane again, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, there's all of these these uh, negative stories that, you know, I tell people like, look, 
that's your brain is designed to do that. It thinks it's protecting you. I need yeah. you to come back and recognize there's only one thing that you know. But aren't saber tooth tigers kind of cute? <laughs> I, well, I mean, <laughs> I just want to know, throw that out there. I'm just wondering. I, well, I I do. I mean, look, I I like the big cats. Yes, I yeah. think they're yeah, and the cubs. But I don't think if uh, I don't think if you had one coming at you, if they were still you know walking this earth, I don't think you'd think it's so cute. I was talking to a colleague and this, she just, she told me today, actually, she said, uh, I had a dream about you and you had this really fabulous party. I've never been to your house, but I couldn't find my kids at your house and you had big cats there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, to her, did you watch that show on Netflix? Yeah. Like whatever that is. Uh, oh, Tiger King. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was like, no, but I keep having these vivid dreams. So anyway, I do. Sometimes I think the, the image of these big cats, maybe we have to find something else, but I hear what you're saying. So this uncertainty. So how do you work with that? Like, what do you do? with clients that are seeing like all saber two tigers coming at them and, and, and calling this, Oh my God, it's such an uncertain time. What do you do with that? Like, how do you deal with that in like clinically? Well, you know, as, as uh, seems to be the usual <laughs> initial intervention for, for myself and I think uh, probably for Pete as well is, is actually starting with the mindful awareness of what is. our brain, there it is, what our brains are doing. Right. So yeah. I, you know, in, in behavioral science and cognitive and behavioral therapies, we we're really we we really are very much into psychoeducation, right? Like I like to tell people, I want you to understand how your brain works, right? I want you to have the informa- same information that I have. Right. There's you know we're really into transparency, and so actually just knowing this is what your brain's doing. Yeah, it's not there's you know it's telling you that you're never going to meet a romantic partner, but it's really your brain just yeah. assuming that that rustling in the bushes is a saber toothed tiger, and that you know that awareness and that mindful labeling creates like a little bit of space, right? And in that space, there becomes um, options about what to do next. I keep thinking of this thing. I think my grandma used to say this, that the only thing that's certain in life is death and taxes. Death and taxes. Well, yes. (laughs) I I like to say, I like to add to that and say, and and change. I like to to throw (laughs) that in there. But yeah, that's right. The only thing certain in life is death and taxes. Um, so, and change. Uh, <laughs> I like that you put that Nikki, in there. Nikki Rubin amended. Um, I like that one. Thank you. So is that, what you, is that what you do as well? Do you kind of begin to start there by like, this yeah. is what's happening. Like, let's see what, what is actually happening. A metaphor I just wrote about was if you go onto a 51st floor of a skyscraper, mm-hmm. and if you think about walking out onto the balcony, no matter w- whether you're an anxious, afraid of heights, a thrill seeker, no matter who you are, you're going to feel something. Mm-hmm. Because it's uncertain, right? You're going into right. this new territory. It's a you're up really high in the air. Right. Mm-hmm. You get the wind gusts, mm-hmm. so you're gonna just work with describing what it is. Now, I think a lot of people distract, right? So some people might pour yeah. a really heavy bottle, you know, glass of scotch or something to get outside, right? Um, you know, the other things that distract. So I think within what we're trying to do in in mindfulness practices is just bring awareness to okay, you're going to feel a little worried, and right now if it feels like your first time being uncertain, you're going to feel worried and that's okay. It's learning how to be worried. Yeah. And, and it's, um, well, and I'm going to, um, I'm going to, you know, I like to operationalize things. Please do. <laughs> so, I'm gonna, so, cause, cause oftentimes people say feeling worried. So I would say like feeling anxious, right? So like worries, the be- behavior, right? right? And so, yeah. so, um, you know, you're going to worry, you're going to yes. do that, right? Because that worrying is the figuring out behavior that brains are trying to do like what's going to happen yeah. like what like like am i if i'm on the 51st floor of a building oh like is this safe like am i okay yeah. so 
knowing that too, it's like, yeah, that's okay. Like your brain is trying to protect you. And can you come back as Pete's saying, right? To what is like, what's, what is, is that I'm feeling anxious. I'm on the 51st floor of a building. We met in New York. Yeah, well, technically we met in Jersey. Jersey, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I was living in New York. I was living in New York and yes, we have met you in been, New York. Uh, have you been in on a 51st floor? I don't know why I picked 51 when I was writing this, but have you oh, been on the 51st floor? I'm sure. I mean, I've been to like the top of the Empire State Building and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh What's yeah. What's it feel like? You know, I, I see. I'm I'm a, not a good person to ask this because I don't I don't have a a heights reaction. Yeah. I don't. But but that doesn't. I mean, that doesn't mean I do. I guess I I find it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I maybe my reaction is like it's interesting or exhilarating. Maybe yeah. the feeling because I, I don't. There's your feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's the feeling. Yeah. Well, on the Empire State Building, you're also like gated, like you're fenced in. Yeah, fair. I mean, if I was in that one in Chicago, I've never done that. Isn't it Chicago where it's like a glass floor? There are those, yeah. I think yeah. they're everywhere. Chicago, Vegas, yeah. Yeah. I did the one in Chicago. You did? Was it's, it? it well, was it's it? one of those things where you're like, you're like, it's a good example, actually. Rationally, you're like, I'm safe. This is totally okay. This is like, I don't know. I think yeah. it's like, it's 12 inches. It's, I think it's at least a foot or two thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you still want to get down on your knees and crawl. Well, yeah. Well, and, that's, and, and that goes back to, again, like the, like the old stuff in our brains. Like I said, like I said this in another episode, right? That like, you know, 40,000 years ago, like talling, crawl, uh, climbing to the tallest, top of the tallest tree, tree yeah. is like not safe. So, you know, there, there are reasons our brains do things. And yeah. I think that helping people to understand, like there's a reason why uncertainty is so scary for us, right? Yeah. Is really important because that knowledge can give us power about then how we want to respond, right? Like we can feel like I always tell people like uncertainty is inherently unpleasant. Like right. there's no way to make it pleasant. Like there's no I'll say like because people say right, right. <laughs> you know Nikki, can you give me some tools so like this will feel better? Like I'll feel really good. I'm like. Well, I mean, I would give them to you if I had them. I was like, I, I those don't exist, right? I like wrote that too, like a pill. Like people are looking for the pill. They want the pill, right? It and it's doesn't like, exist. It doesn't exist. Like we no. can't, not knowing is is inherently unpleasant and will always be unpleasant. Are you willing to connect with that, to contact that in the service of making space to in this moment, focus on what you can do now like what what behavior is workable because like this is the moment yeah. we have agency over not i would say like those those future moments like they're imaginary right now they don't exist we can't borrow information from the future and bring it into the present that's not you know maybe i don't know maybe maybe a time machine yeah maybe <laughs> it's like maybe someone will invent that one day but as okay. of right now not we won't possible. be alive well so like <laughs> let me ask you this so this is uncertainty yeah. and we're both yeah. saying that east and west you know certainly within mindfulness in the west behavioral science eastern pr- practice this is Every, you know, this is yeah. this is the foundation of it. So we talked about it in a pandemic and romance. Mm-hmm. If we think about this for other areas of life, like I'm thinking, even driving. You know, like mm-hmm. even when I'm going somewhere, I, I feel like I'm going exactly where I'm going, but yet mm-hmm. it's that's uncertain because yeah, you, don't know. you just don't know. Uh, or walking down the street, um, your career, or just life. I mean, I, are there other ways that you feel like people struggle with uncertainty, or like where else do you see that it shows up? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I, I, I honestly, it shows up everywhere. I, mean, yeah, I think because okay. I think because I think what it comes back to is that we tend as human beings to operate from the assumption that we know more than than we actually do, yeah. right? You know, and it's like I think it's important for for people to really get clear around what are educated guesses, what are what is what's a guess based on probability data, and then what like what don't we actually know? So sometimes an example I use is. 
you know, I'll say like, look, if you're going to um, visit LA in uh, in the middle of July, right? Based on, I don't know how many years they've been recording temperature data, probably like, I don't know, hundred years, let's say. Right. The averages will say that if you're going to visit, it's probably going to be like, I don't know, 75, 80 degrees, right? right? So there's a pretty good chance if you've never been, you're like, I'm going to plan a vacation, you know, for July, it's going to be 75 or 80 degrees. Right. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean it's going to be 75 or 80 degrees. You could <laughs> right. show up and it could like be like a freak rainstorm that yeah. day, right? Yeah. So I think that's really important because it helps people just say like, okay, I'm allowed to plan for things and letting go of um, this notion of control. Like, like, because when we can do that, and I'm curious to hear everything about this, that's also what helps cultivate flexibility, right? And responding. Cause it's like, it's raining. It's like, okay, it's raining. Like that sucks. And let what me go get do? an umbrella. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I think I want to come back as a meteorologist uh, because I think, <laughs> I mean, we joke, but like, I yeah. think everyone has heard that before because they're yeah. often wrong. So I think <laughs> right. so, so interesting. We were supposed to get so much rain last week and we hardly got any, but in any event, um, lots of people lost power with other storms. Mm. But flexibility, absolutely. And there's that other saying about assumptions, you know, you make an ass out of you and me and when we assume so that right. we're trying not to. And, and I think that's part of mindfulness for me is, is describing the assumptions that we have in anything. I have assumptions. If I'm going on a date, I have an assumption about the date. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm uh, go, going into a class, I have an assumption about the class mm-hmm. I'm about to teach. Mm-hmm. And, and we're trying to raise awareness of that because usually, you know, within mindfulness, we're trying to get to neutral judgment so that we're not trying to describe something based on like a positive or negative assumption. We're just trying to go into something as is. Right, right. And I, and I uh, think it's important to add to that, that we can't actually turn off that evaluative quality, right? It's like what we're really learning to do is work with it. So if you know your brain is making assumptions, you know your brain is is evaluating. And particularly, again, obviously in this episode, we're talking about uncertainty about the future, like what's going to happen or what somebody's thinking about you, yeah. right? Just knowing like whatever your brain is saying, whatever the assumption is, whatever the judgment is, okay, it's going to say that. Okay, well, then what do you want to do? Like, do you want to listen to it? Do you want to have a conversation with it? Or do you want to, you know, practice... Uh, like diffusion techniques we've talked about before, which is like, that's a thought, right? Let me come back to to what reality is. And the reality is, I don't know what that person is thinking about me. Well, I love that you just said that because that happened to me this morning. So here I am, oh, the really? old person. Well, here I am, the old man swimming and these <laughs> three college kids. And at one point they were like all kind of, you know, like coll- together. Like hanging talking. out, yeah. And I had a thought of like, they're totally talking about me because I'm, like, right. I'm like, I'm like impeding on their like <laughs> coolness because I'm like the old man. So it was like a really, so for what I did, the diffusion yeah. technique is noticing it. I totally smiled at it. Uh, and, you know, then when you get to the wall, at the next point, uh-huh. they're like, "Oh my god, thank you so much!" Because apparently, I was like cheering them on or something, or whatever. So I was like, "It's very inter- It's funny, and it's 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 irrational." Many times when we have those kind of reactions, right? Yeah, it's just it's like it's yeah, it's not based in it's not based in data. It's it's your brain just reaching into the you know the the dark deep depths of of old evolutionary stuff, and it's trying to you know, figure out like, is this dangerous? Is this a saber toothed tiger? Um, you know, so I, I just really want listeners to know that this is, this is what our brains do, right? Like this is hardwired, uh, into our experience. And if you can recognize that, know it, you can take the power away from saber tooth tigers. This has been when East meets West 
I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.